Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So it's. Uh... All for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to Further Love of Paul McGrath podcast, a podcast that is hoping it can get to Europe just exactly like Aston Villa are in. Uh, games are going to come ticking fast, as, as uh, Debu said. Seven cup finals between now and the end of the season, starting at an away game against Brentford at the weekend, Paddy. Um, talk to me. What's your views? Uh, we, we've, we've been very quiet in the podcast front since we did the post-match last day, and uh, I had a couple of podcasts that fell through um, lined up, but uh, I'll be honest with you, it's nice sometimes to take a breather in and to kind of, um, how will I put it, let a win like we had at the weekend, kind of effervesce through the soul so that it can, uh, so that we can enjoy it. What do you think, Paddy? Yeah, well, on the other hand, we're going to be uh, very busy next week with uh, three games in a week, so uh, people will be sick of looking at us, so there's no harm to have a little break for the last few days. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And as you mentioned, we've got we've got Brentford on Saturday, and then we Fulham on uh, Tuesday, and then um, we uh, it's United, is it the week? Is it United the after that? Brentford, United. Fulham, United, United. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, and Manchester United are playing at this moment in time in the in the Europa League. And last I checked, they were losing two 0 So I don't know what it is yeah. now. But um, which I think is bad for us. I want them in European competition so they take their eye off the ball and uh, be become um, uh, you know we can catch them in the long grass. But anyway, we'll talk about that when the time comes. But Brentford, Paddy, Brentford, a lot of people's uh, outside of Brighton and ourselves, I suppose. Really, a lot of people's um, surprise packages of the Premier League season this season. Um, what do you make of them? Yeah, absolutely. Surprise package. Um, I was at the return fixture in Villa Park. It was Aaron Dank's 
sole win yeah. um, as manager. He he won one four nil and then went out and lost four nil to to Newcastle the following week. Um, they've had a season beyond, I suppose, their expectation. Um, but having said that, they have lost their last three games and they haven't won in five. So there's a lot going there's a lot going on there. Um, some people reading some of their fans' comments that they've actually they're already on the beach, that their job is done. But they had a good chance of getting into Europe themselves. So. Uh, I am very hopeful that we can go and uh, do a number on them and put more daylight that will put us 10 points ahead of them and probably remove them from us to have to worry about in in, in the long list of people we have to worry about yeah yeah. did you say there because the audio broke up you said they lost their last three but they haven't won in their last five Um, obviously they came yeah two draws two draws and and then three losses in the bounce Um. And it's it, like they were on a huge run previously as well to get into that position. I think it was something like 13 games unbeaten or 12 games unbeaten. Thomas Frank has been talked about as being uh, manager of the year and he's done an absolutely brilliant job there. He really has. But when you look at their uh, at their team, obviously, I think, suppose, let's let's just mention the elephant in the room there since the whole betting um, stuff has come out about, uh, come out about uh, Ivan Tony. It's not that he's gone off the boil, but the team itself has gone off the boil, really, um, since since that came out. And I can just show you, I suppose, that a bit of bad news specifically to your big star player can have a knock on effect to the morale and to the and, and to the to the feeling around around the club itself. But he's going to be suiting up against uh, Aston Villa at the weekend, and uh, he's definitely going to be someone we're going to need to pay close, close, close attention to. Yeah, always always plays well against us. Scored a few goals in the championship and and uh, no, they were all in the Premier League, weren't they? I think they were. Mm. Um, he only joined them after we went up. I think. Um, look, he's a decent player and obviously doesn't like the Villa. Judging by his Zulu sign after his goal at Villa Park, which amazed me that he never got into trouble for it because you can be full sure if one of ours was doing something like that, there would be blue mortar. Mm. But uh, thankfully, a lot of our fans are not old enough to remember what that sign meant. <laughs> so yeah. that's probably how we got away with it. So, uh, ah, look, that's only that's only a boy to boy thing. But apparently, his agent is a blue nose, so that's that's the reasoning for it. Yeah. But um, look, I, I fully expect, regardless of what team um they put out, I fully expect us to go and get a win. Um, I think everybody's thinking the same thing. We've been playing really well away from home, so it's uh. It, it, it's all in our hands. It's all to play for, as you say. Seven cup finals, starting with this one. A bit of focus on this one. Um, I'm more worried about the one after. Uh, trying trying to reload in between those two games is going to be difficult. So let's go get the three points here and and see what we can do against Fulham. Yeah, and and that's going to be very much my kind of mo for the next seven games. Is is is, and I think I mentioned it after. I mentioned it to somebody at some stage. I don't know what podcast it was on. I don't even know if it was a podcast. Might have said it to my missus in my sleep even. I can't remember. But I know I came out of my mouth at one stage that if we treat the next seven games like as if we are actually <coughs> playing in a European competition, not as if we've not as if we've qualified for Europe, if we're playing in a European competition, if we treat them like that and game plan specifically for each game and take them each single game on its merits, whether they be home or away, well, then we have as good a chance as anybody. But the next two games coming up, I think, are, are, are really pivotal because what that can do is, you mentioned, and, and you alluded to it there a moment ago, Paddy, that can cut Brentford and Fulham off. That can that can end their chances yeah. of, 
of uh, catching us. Now, they might get into seventh place. Then that makes it a kind of a, a Liverpool, Brighton, uh, Villa, Spurs, Spurs. At that stage, Villa could be ahead of Spurs if we win those two games, but I'm not looking that far ahead. Um, you, know, <laughs> you just are. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm saying like Brentford and Fulham, you know, cutting them off. Then we have Manchester United. Then we then we can go into our other mini run of United and Wolves. I think it is then, and then we've got Liverpool, Spurs, Brighton. Then to uh, to to end out end out the um the, the the season. So if you take it in kind of mini blocks like that, I think it becomes a small bit more apparent how massive the task is. It's huge. The, like I know we're in sixth place at the moment, and possession is nine tenths of the law, and we're playing brilliantly, and our form is fantastic, and everything. To still get Europe from where we are at the moment will be an like it'll be worthy of, of someone writing a song about it because it's it's it, it would be absolutely huge and I definitely think we can get there but we have to start with Brentford and Fulham first as you said no yeah but another another huge week um I think when when we spoke two weeks ago when we did three games in the week and we managed to go and win the three and get the nine points we've added to that this weekend so hopefully they've had a few days of a break this week to to recharge the batteries before getting stuck into the thoughts for the weekend. I noticed there wasn't much on, on social media with regards to players doing stuff. So they could probably have done with a break early in the week, came back and maybe did a practice game today or yesterday. And, and then uh, all eyes on, um, all eyes on the weekend. So it's, it's all about game management now and player management these, this is the business end. I think I think if we get nine points this week again, we are in Europe, and I don't think anybody's going to catch us. I think I think that's it. But it, it's it's a big ask. Not so much the first two games to go to go and back it up. Then against Man United might be, but we'll we'll focus on Brentford for now and hope that we get the three points there. And just and just to put it in context, nine points this week is eight wins in a row. <laughs> Why not? Oh, my brain is hurting. My brain hurts when I think that that's the possibility. The, I, I'm not saying it's a well, it is a possibility because we've won five, whatever. But you know what I mean. Um, but like the chickens would not be counted there until they've actually started laying eggs themselves. Um, never mind hatching. You know, in that instance. But um, you spoke there about people getting a break and people getting time away. Um, also watch this for a segue. This is getting professional. You, you spoke there, Paddy, about people getting a break and people getting time away. Well, if you want to get some time away and you maybe want to follow Aston Villa to the United States this summer, see what I did there? Um, the guys at Sports Travel Tours there, um, Andrew in uh, Sports Travel Tours will sort you out once again. As I say, in the, in the, the uh, podcast notes for this after the podcast, we'll pop in the link. If you want to just pop in your, your details there, um, you'll be sent any details with regards to any of the packages that are coming up there. We've been reliably informed as well that there will be packages for anyone who's listening to this in Ireland. We mentioned previously flights were from London. You can see there in this, there's going to be flights coming from Dublin as well. So if anybody here in Ireland didn't fancy having to get the connecting flight to London and fly over, if that was a game breaker for you, there will be flights coming from Dublin as well. They will, they're on their way to being announced also. And, um, you know, once the, the packages are announced as well, we might have a little something for you as well here. I'm not 100% sure, but we'll, we, I shouldn't really say anything there, but we'll, 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 we'll talk about it. Um, and we'll talk about it at a later date. Uh, we might 
rubbed that one out. Um, but <laughs> uh, so as I say, sports travel tours. Andrew, there, Aston Villa fan, listens to the listens to the podcast here as well. There are at all at all protected. Two people actually reached out to me and uh, they asked um, about at all protection. What is that? Essentially, it's a British standard whereby um, your money is protected. It's essentially like a, a payment system that all the the travel agents are paying to, so that the flights are cancelled, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah. You are protected from that point of view. Basically, so, if, you, uh, if you're a travel agent, you need to have a bond in place in case yes. anything goes wrong and that bond covers your, your money basically and mm-hmm. uh, that that's what at all protected means and for our Irish listeners you'll be IATA protected so that, that's the difference exactly. between the two Exactly, exactly. There's a man I think that might have sold a package holiday in his life before um, after coming out <laughs> there and, uh, and speaking about that. But um, yeah, look, as I say, um, it's just, just anybody who's thinking maybe and doesn't know where to get started with booking the, the preseason stuff, Andrew and Sports Travel Tours will be able to give you a hand, pop your name in, into the um, generator, into the, um, the, the, on, onto the website and they will reach out to you with details of any of the packages. Um, I want to say a big massive shout out as well. There's a man, a man that's very close to my heart, has been close to my heart all season, has been banging him into the back of the net. And I and he had, I, I think his most prized possession won't be any of the match balls that he's got from, gotten for being man of the match this season. But uh, Ollie Watkins had a son um, on just what I, you know, I think it's the best day in the year anyway myself on the 17th of April. <laughs> he had a little son called Marley Watkins. If I'm not mistaken, isn't there a lower league footballer called Marley Watkins as well? Wait a minute, actually, no I'm going to Google that in a moment. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he had the uh, yeah, there is another Marley Watkins, yeah, plays with he's playing with Aberdeen at the moment. Um, <laughs> anyway, so first of all, good stock, good stock comes, it's a footballer's name already, so therefore, you know, he's he's halfway there to being a footballer himself. Obviously, his dad banging him in at the moment, but um. Yeah, I just want to say congratulations to the Watkins family. Um, I want to say that his son is impeccable timing as well, coming out in the best day of the year, um, statistically proven. And Duncan Kilburn also was born in the best day of the year as well. So once again, further proof that it is the best day of the year. Um, but I just wanted to say congratulations to him. And also say, say fair play to Marley Watkins for not coming on match day, because at this moment in time, <laughs> we don't need any of our players being yeah. out on match days. So fair play to you, Marley, for waiting until Monday yeah. and not coming on Saturday. Thank you I'm, very much. <laughs> a, big, a big shout out to, to Ollie Watkins' better half, who uh, has her work cut out this week, because we don't want to see any photos of Ollie asleep in a cross. <laughs> Yeah, that, no, that man needs, needs a good week's sleep. So if Ollie Watkins yeah. and his family are listening, get up there, help them out, give Ollie all the rest that he wants. He can have all the hugs yeah. and, and cuddles on the couch, but come bedtime, that man needs his rest because he's three big games, seven big games coming seven up. Seven big games, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, if anybody, if anybody knows where he lives, pass on the address to us. Um, I'll fly over and I'll look after his son. As opposed to waiting for my own one to come. <laughs> this stuff is really important to us. We need to get Europe, but it's all heads to the pump. It's all heads to the that. pump uh, here at the minute. Um, but no, I thought, I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, it, it, you know, it's. it's um, He'll be on top of the world, as I say, um, Ollie Watkins. And you know, of I'm hoping to see a little cradling baby celebration in the corner, uh, in the corner on Saturday. And hopefully, he continues on that brilliant goal scoring record because he's a man I want to talk about next, Paddy. And why not talk about him? Because he's 11 goals and 12. And in the press conference today, Uno Emery just said one of the best answers I've heard 
in a long time. Broken English or no broken English with it, but he said it's just a fantastic answer. And he was asked, what have you done to improve players like Ollie Watkins? And the answer he gave was, you know, you improve one player. It doesn't. He goes, I don't think I improved Wally Watkins. I think he said he goes, you improve one player, and then obviously, then the, the player beside him is playing better. And it was just a brilliant answer because it, it gave every. If if I was a, a footballer listening to it, it would have given given me a, a lot of confidence that all the rest of the players and the team would have uh, were feeling good about their position at this moment in time. If that makes mm. sense, I don't know if I came across it, but listen back to it and uh, listen back to the to the quote he gave. But I just thought it was a really good kind of unifying piece because it allowed, it allowed him to allowed him to talk about the players getting better and allowed him to talk about uh, you know one player getting better makes the player beside him better and makes the player beside him better again as well. But it didn't kind of cut any legs out from Ali Watkins because some managers might have a, a propensity to go, oh yeah, he's playing well at the moment and as we know he's got eleven out of twelve. But you know I expect more from him and you know I expect this to continue on. He didn't need to do that. He found it found a slippery way around it and I really really like the answer to the to, to the question. So fair play to and I Emery for that. And his his press conference was 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 really good today. I thought it was. Um, I, I I thought he did an awful lot of um of, of cheerleading, which I mean, and I mean that in a good way. You know, he was really keeping the positivity amped up when he was in the press conference, and I really enjoyed some of the stuff he said. Unfortunately, Neil, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. I was up to my eyes uh-huh. all day, <laughs> so uh, I will. I'll have to reserve judgment until I listen tomorrow or, or after the podcast. But uh, uh, what I did listen to today, and I I'm probably getting people pissed off listening to me saying this but Michael Calvin's football people came out again today and he had Tyrone Mings on yeah. the, on his podcast so if anyone gets a chance look I hate I I I don't hate talking about what's what's going on other people's podcast because you should go and listen to him but Tyrone Mings he just every time I, he opens his mouth I just just want to give him a big hug because he's just just a monster of a man he's yeah. just it's, it's a privilege to have him at the club obviously when he's not playing well, we'll call him out. If he's not playing well, if he's making mistakes, we call him out. If he's not playing mistakes, but that man is a perfect ambassador for our club, and it's just a joy to listen to him in a happy place, um, in in the run that we're currently in. So, uh, more power to him, and more perfect performances that we've been getting of late. And I hope it, I hope it stays the same way. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I haven't listened to the Michael Calvin podcast yet, but um, somebody else has listened to it as well and messaged me and said that it was an absolute banger. So I'm going to mm. listen. To that. I'm going to throw it on after this and a uh, bit of downtime. Busy day today. I travelled almost the length of Ireland today, so I've uh, which which isn't that long. If there's any if there's any uh, US fans <laughs> here, they're going. Yeah, that's just travelling. Probably like that's something people do that as a commute every day because. Uh, yeah, that's how big uh, the States is. But for me, I'm wrecked after it. So I'm going to take a, bit, a little bit of downtime and listen to that podcast afterwards. But you're right there about Tyrone Mings, you know, being an ambassador for the club. Um, he seems like a guy who, um, you know, I think he's kind of harnessed his... Uh... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How am I going to say this? He's kind of like, I'd say there was times when he got in his own head with regards to his performances. I don't, I've nothing to base this on because I haven't listened to the podcast. But I would say that now he's harnessed that into, into, into a positive thing. And you kind of see from him. More so this year, I think you see from him that he doesn't get too high, he doesn't get too low in situations as well. And he's matured, he's become very level-headed, you know, he's 30 years of age now. Um, even little comments he mentioned during the course of the year whereby he said he's still learning how to play centre half because he <laughs> you know he, he started playing there when one, he came to came to Villa really. So one amazing one amazing stat he came out with that I'll I'll leave you with is that he's four years older than Esri Conza, but Esri Conza has played more games than him. So he still he yeah. still he still sees himself as being very fresh and uh, ready for battle. So he he wasn't phased by the fact that he torn thirty and is is ready to give it up give it his all. So it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I'm just I'm buzzing for him because he didn't he didn't have a good turn under the last manager. I think he was let down badly by by those in charge. So I'm happy to see he's out the other side of it and, and playing out of his skin. Absolutely. And again, he, he alluded to the fact that uh, Emery pulled him aside and went, you're doing too much. This is what you need yeah. to do. This is your job. You're getting pulled out of position. If you're, if you're getting pulled out of position, it's because someone else isn't doing their job. You just need to do your own job. And I'll talk to the rest of them about doing their job. So I, don't, I haven't listened to to him and Ollie Watkins over the, in the previous weeks. I've no doubt in my mind that the players know exactly what they're doing when they go out there on the pitch. Um, we saw that at the weekend. The game plan was implemented from the minute the, the minute the ball was kicked off, so we're nearly ahead with 28 seconds. Yeah. So we got to trust the process. Um, it was a joy to be over there last week and see the passing out from the back and nobody getting annoyed around us. The fans are finally buying into it and turning. So what a time to be a Villa fan. I just, I, I know the season could peter out and we may not get European football and we'll all be incredibly sad but that's what we got to try not to be we've got we got to try and be positive about this because the the run that we've been on the the not well there's always you always have to worry about something don't you so so yeah. now we're worrying about can we stay in Europe and and look I'd much rather be worrying about staying in Europe than trying to stay in the Premier League oh Big style, absolutely big style, you know, and uh, the building blocks are there. We've been saying it before, and it's been said on many other podcasts, and, you know, Greg Evans had a great great article about uh, Una Emery as well in The Athletic. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's doing it with someone else's players. Outside of Alex Moreno, he's really, like, even no Bubakar Kamara at the moment, he's re- he's doing it with players that are, are here two years ago. And, um, I, I, I won't talk much about it, but we have a, we'll have an interesting Fulham um Fulham pre-match uh, show <laughs> coming up on uh, Monday or Sunday or Monday uh, as well, and it's it's just going to be an interesting kind of uh, sliding doors kind of podcast. So uh, keep an eye out for that uh, as well, because as I say, um, these players have been around the club for a while, and uh, Una Emery is 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 absolutely you know harnessing every last drop of of talent and 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 potential out of them, which is 
absolutely fantastic. Um, I want to talk about that. Um, you mentioned as well there about Kanza and and you mentioned about Mings. You mentioned something there about Unai Emery that uh, he's he kind of had a word with Mings and said you're doing too much. Um, for anybody who's watching the game, or for like one of the biggest things that 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 I saw when I was actually at the game, and it was, uh, it was so apparent because we owned the ball against uh, for a lot of the time against Nottingham Forest was the fact that we. Uh, you know, in previous under previous managers, we haven't really protected our back four really, really well. Or I would actually just say we haven't protected our back two because the way Villa play at the moment is no secret. They play with the two centre halves. They play with a block of four in front with the two full backs pushing up and the two pivot players there. Obviously, one of those pivot players uh, has has the opportunity to move forward into into midfield. Then they play with their two wide wider guys um, in McGinn and uh, and Ramsey, who are a small bit further forward. And so on. So we know how Aston Villa play there, but it's that block of four that we retreat into, and specifically with Dendonker when he was in there uh, in the Forest game, when Dendonker was in there, it was just so apparent that there was that they were not going to get down through the middle, and uh, and I would say if you were to ask Tyrone Mings and Ezri Kanza, has that been one of the biggest changes that the that has made them feel a bit more confident and has allowed them their spacings to to be a bit more consistent? So they aren't dragged left, right, and centre. It gives them an opportunity for the fullbacks to come back. If they are dragged out to the left, it gives then Donker an opportunity or Bubakar Kamara or Douglas Luiz to kind of slot back in there as well and help it. And it's not rocket science the way that they've set it up. So that's really that I think that's really important. And also. I'm talking about this. The, this I've paused that scouting series I was doing because this is just too much fun looking at the games at the moment and the players that we have and everybody's playing so well. But when you look at those two centre halves that we have, Mings is without a shadow of a doubt more. But the, the ball he's been given the opportunity to be the ball player and to win the ball in the air. And Ezri Kanza, if you are playing um, football manager at the moment, Ezri Kanza has just they've clicked the drop down, they've selected stopper. And that's his job at the moment. And it's a really interesting study on the two of them, the way they play two different styles at centre half and they're beginning to complement each other a small bit more. So um, for me, I think it's an undersung. But it's not unsung because every, us Villa fans, we see it. But I think in the media, I think in in, in overall analytics of, of the team at a national scale, I think the partnership that's been rekindled there between those two players is uh, has been huge. And I hope it continues because we're keeping clean sheets to beat the band. I hope it continues now at the weekend because uh, the two of those guys deserve it. 100%. And let's be honest, they will, they will have, they, they won't have it all their own way this weekend. Well, if if it's anything like last weekend and we get we get things spot on, it, it it'll be a pleasure to watch it and just watch us try and break them down. <clears throat> but they they're they're not without their dangers in there. They 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 can uh, they can pick off the best of them as well. Um, as we've seen, was it was it Arsenal that demolished? Was that or was that last season or United? One of them at the start of the season. It was United. So they, yeah. They're more they're more than capable of doing it. So we we got to have our wits about us. Um. They're near enough back to full health. There's not. Yeah, uh, they're not. They're going to be missing two centre halves that might be very pivotal to them. That was going to be my next point that I was going to bring yeah. up. Well, look, Christopher, Christopher I think Ben Mee and... Mee starts anyway over over Christopher Oyer. You mean you mean the Sky Sports pundit Ben Mee? Yeah, <laughs> I thought he spoke well. Although I just looking at him going, you and your dirty tackle. <laughs> didn't even, I didn't even see it. Didn't even look at it. Yeah. I thought he was okay, but but like he, it's gonna be me and Pinnock in there. I think they're gonna to go to a back four. Um, yeah. so Jansen, uh, point, pointless Jansen and and uh, Christopher Oyer are out. So I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know if any more um, 
injuries. The young lad there, uh, Keen Lewis Potter, is out as well. Yeah, I think out. that's about it. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, they're the three guys that are out. So they're going to have that that block in midfield. Norgard is going to be in there, somebody who's just really impressive player. He's What I mean by impressive is the fact that he knows his limitations and he does he does everything. Like he's he's that guy that goes out and plays 7.5 in every single game and you can turn around to him and every single one of the players will look at him and go, I love playing with you because you're always on it. You know, he's a great, very good player, real pivotal to them. Um, mm. You know, so he's going to be in there. And then their front three will most likely be um, I'd say I think that guy Shade is it that how you pronounce it the the German young uh, under twenty one German player that they have I think he gets he might get the nod up there alongside Tony and Mbuemo. Um, we're talking about partnerships. Tony and Mbuemo are, are you know they're very sympathetic at the moment um, and mm. will take minding. But um, once again. I think Aston Villa will have a plan for this game. We've had seven days to look at this. I think this is the more this this for me is the more difficult of the two games between Fulham and Brentford. That is not denigrating Fulham in any way, shape, or form. They absolutely schooled us in the um in the reverse fixture. But I think Unai Emery is of the of the opinion go away and beat Brentford away and come home and then see what we can do against Fulham then in the home fixture. I think it's very important. So um. Yeah, when's this Tony Bank coming? It, it'll be all. It'll be in the off season, and he'll probably. Get, <laughs> um, probably you do realise that Ivan Tony's an English international, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, let's say the better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We we don't we don't know what, what what's going to happen there, but yeah. it's not. He's going to be playing on Saturday. Simple as that. Unless mm. something happens to him injury wise between now and then, and at that uh, he, he'll probably still be playing. Um, and the Villa side, uh, injury news in the Villa side. Obviously, we're not going to have any of the guys back. Uh, Neon Bailey won't be back. Booba won't be back. Uh, Phil Coutinho won't be back. Matty Cash won't be back. I, but I, I would imagine not, I would not be surprised if we go full Martin O'Neill this weekend and go same team, same subs. Same team, same subs. Yeah, oh, it, will, it will be. That would mean that Travis Patterson gets his place on the bench again, which would be really, uh, really good for the young man. Um, who knows? We might, we might throw a spanner in the works and go with eight subs on the bench again, Paddy. Um, who knows? That's the, that's. I think that's going to be the most interesting part of this lineup um, at the weekend. Although saying that, being facetious, you know, this could be a game that we might see Bertie. Just don't think that he's going to start him. I think he. I think the magic he has is is coming off the bench. So. Mm. Um, you know, we'll. Uh... I think. I, I think. I think. Uh, the team selection is very important over the next few days because there there may be one or two in there that like I don't want to tempt fate, but like you've got you've got three games in a week, three important games. I'm kind of glad that the Fulham one is on Tuesday and not Wednesday to give us a bit of time to recover between that and the Man United game, yeah. um, because I'm fully expecting six points. It's the one at the end of the week that I'd really love to turn over mm. <laughs> and, and make yeah. it make it nine again, which will bring us up to eleven games unbeaten. If that was the case, which is absolutely outrageous, would be the greatest run of games in Aston Villa history, well, modern history. I, I would, mm-hmm. It would have to be. Jesus, it would have to be in the Premier League eleven games. Like, we're getting we're counting yeah. chickens, as I said. We count the chickens when they've hatched and then have laid eggs of their own. That's the only time we will count them at this stage. That's um, United have lost three 0 it's, it's just a pity it's not this weekend we're playing them. I would have preferred yeah. that. Yeah. Um, David Style says the Donker played well enough to start again. And the system worked well. Bert wouldn't work for me in this game. Yeah, I was thinking more so the Bert would be in there for uh, Buendia 
Um, I just, I don't know, does anyone else feel that, you know, Buendia, there's going to be, Buendia's going to write a book when he retires and goes, you know, all those times that I was at, that I was on the ground and I was, uh, and, uh, you know, people were telling me, get up. I was actually really sore all that time. And I just, I have a feeling because I don't know whether it's because he's, he's such a small frame and he's such a light guy that, that he's actually getting kicked from pillar to post. Um, so uh, I don't know. Sometimes I, I kind of feel that he's always playing with an injury, but uh, he had a very, very good game at the weekend. And, you know, if he brings that form into this, uh, this on Saturday, he could be key to unlocking that Brentford defence. And um, they, up until a couple of weeks ago, are, it, it was, do they still have it? I think they've got one of the best uh, defences in the Premier League. Um, well, they've conceded 42 goals, so don't mind me. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, up until a couple of weeks ago, they did until they went on this run. They did have a fantastic um, uh, defensive record, so they can do it. But once again, missing those two centre-halves and the, and the versatility that Ayer and, and Pontus Janssen would give them, um, I think is going to be to our benefit for sure. That's another one. That's why I think, uh, like, the other, the, I was just about to bring that up as well. The only other curveball, massive, massive curveball that we could see, Paddy, is that we might at some stage over the next seven days see Diego Carlos back in the lineup and Ezra Kanza pushed out wide right. This is probably I... the only game I would see it happening in, considering we've seven games to, to plan for it. But I think it would be one of well, those maybe ones Tuesday. That... He, he he might stick maybe with the plan yeah. for this and and maybe do it Tuesday and and you know what Ezri Khan's are playing it right back wouldn't be out of place the way we're playing that system mm. at the moment if we if we play like totally left hand side as we did last weekend it it would absolutely suit Ezri Khanza to be in that position so may, maybe it, look, at thirty eight years of age to play three Premier League games in a week and you can be damn sure that the one he's looking for is next Sunday. <laughs> that's that's his end game for, for, for this week. He he wants to go and get these two games out of the way, get the six points under, and then go back to Old Trafford and hopefully get three points there. Yeah, I think so too. And it's, uh, yeah, uh, statue territory. People talk about statues for Ashley Young there. It would be Unai Emery statue territory to beat United twice in a year um, and to, go, to, to take six points off United because, uh, as I said, that... Uh, yeah, getting three points, never mind six points off United in in, in a calendar year is um, yeah. is not something that we've done done very well as well. Um, Michael Hogan's asking how fit is Diego Carlos? Fit enough to be on the bench? I'd imagine he's um, I'd imagine he's flying it. He's fit enough to climbing in windows in the middle of the night as well. So uh, uh, I'd I'd say he's he? fully healed anyway <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I. I, I there was there was a distinct glint of half a bottle of rum, I'd say, uh, off his face when he came in through that window. <laughs> Where did you watch that, Neil? That was um, Alex Moreno was uh, streaming on on Twitch, and and he was driving uh, in the window. Yeah, Dougie Louise was there. No, Alex Moreno was streaming like this, and there was a window in the back. And Dougie Louise, did you? How did you not see this? It was everywhere. Dougie Louise was there. Philippe Coutinho was there. Um, Emmy Martinez was there. Emmy Buendia was there. And next thing, Diego Carlos comes in the window, <laughs> in the middle of them streaming. Yeah, how well, did you miss that? That was I, everywhere. I, did, I actually, I actually did start to watch it, but there were no subtitles, so I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what they were saying, so I turned it off. <laughs> Stephen Doyle, thank you so much, Stephen. Jesus, that's amazing. That's that's really generous, Stephen. Thank you so much. Have Cheers, a beer with me, lads. I missed the start of the pod, so I'm going to rewind here. Keep up the good work. Well, if you haven't rewound yet, thank you so much. And when you get to this part of the podcast afterwards, I'm going to say thank you again. So that's two thank yous uh, for you, Stephen. But really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so like. 
I'm not quite sure, Paddy. It's it's like uh, as you said, same team, same sub seems about right. I think for the weekend. Um, and uh, like as I say, every game. I know we we we've we've strayed a couple of times in the podcast into looking down the road to to the next three games, but uh, let's enjoy this game at the weekend. I, I, and if Villa get a result here, as I say, we we would knock Brentford. I think I I think Brentford are out of the running. We're out of the running, catching us because there'll be ten points in the difference then. Um, yeah. But if Brentford win this, they're very much back in it again. So this is very this is one of those European six pointers of uh, this one is six of the seven European six pointers that we have uh, coming up. So we can only beat what we can, or we can only play what, play the next game first, and we better we better be ready for Brighton because uh, for Brentford should I say because um, there are going to be no pushovers. Uh, tight stadium, it's going to be raucous. And uh, you know, there's I think there's a decent traveling of Villa going, but obviously it's one of those smaller stadiums, so um, yeah. they're obviously going to be well, well, well outnumbered. But um, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be frustration first, or, or the Villa will be set up to frustrate first, catch that 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 uh, early goal, yeah. And if we do, then and there's a bit like of negativity there at the moment after all the defeats, so we just got to yeah. play on that now and keep them quiet because it can be a raucous enough place to go. It's noisy enough. It's nice yeah. and tight. Lovely place to play football, I'd imagine. So yeah. yeah, all 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 roads lead to to tiny Brentford, and I look forward to. Please, please, please! Another three points on Saturday. It would like the dreams would start to become almost touchable at that stage, you know. But as I say, we don't want to get out, get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, uh, other results, then you know, we will still need other results to go our way in the next few of in course. the next few weeks, even though we are in sixth place because of the games in hand. So, as I say, it all starts on Saturday. So that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Um. It's uh yeah I'm I, like I'm just so excited about talking about Aston Villa at the moment and uh, and I know you guys are all mad for content and and stuff like that so I'm gonna try and get another podcast out tomorrow I, I potentially have somebody lined up uh, to do a podcast but I'm not gonna reveal who it is yet because just in case they can't make it um might be pushed into next week um uh, if not I'll throw I might I might get onto that thing that I've been pausing forever that that scouting series about the about the centre halves we will then obviously be back on. Saturday with uh, Team Sheet Tantrum and post-match as well on Saturday. So, um, listen, when I wish everybody a, a great into your week. Well, I hope that you all stay safe. I hope you all stay sound. And I hope that Aston Villa bring us all a fantastic three points at the weekend. But in the meantime, everybody, um, be healthy. And all that's left to say is up the Villa. Up the Villa. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.